This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you ideas for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why September is the other January, and also why a very common happiness stumbling block is worrying about what they think. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, the sage, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I'm excited because you're going to be in Los Angeles very soon, staying at my house, which is almost (laughs) done being renovated. Uh, yes, no, I'm going to get to get to tour the whole thing. I'm very excited. Maybe clear a closet while I'm there um, if yes. you haven't cleaned out too much already, which I kind of think you probably have not. But yes, I am counting down the days for the four tendencies to hit the shelves. It is 34 days away from publication. And Elizabeth, you and I are thinking about doing something new to do something novel and challenging and tons of fun, we think, which is to have a meetup. Yes, we're thinking on September 17th, which is a Sunday. Uh, We'd love to go somewhere and have our listeners, anyone who wants to come say hi to us, come say hi, probably around 6 p.m. Yeah. Now, no signing, right? You won't be signing books. You'll just be chatting, but you will take selfies. Yes, of course. And you will, too. So one of the challenges of L.A. is where do you go? Because everywhere that you pick is kind of inconvenient for everybody else. And so (laughs) we want to know, like, how many people would be interested in in coming to the meetup, which, again, is 6 p.m. on Sunday the 17th? And what would be a good area for you if you have any suggestions? We'd love to know. So the best way to coordinate on this is through the Better app. That's my free Better app. And you can find that if you just search in the App Store under Better Gretchen Rubin or you, if you're on your desktop, go to betterapp.us. And then once you're in the app, look under events for like Los Angeles meetup. And there you can RSVP and you can comment and 
we'll take it from there and see if we can get something organized. This feels a little bit new, Elizabeth, and a little bit like, yeah. how is this all going to happen? But we're just going to kind of roll with it, right? Novelty and challenge. Keep it casual. Yeah. Yeah. But we are open for any kind of suggestions, recommendations, feedback. Yeah. But that could be really, really fun to do. We'd love to engage with listeners, and this could be a whole new way. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, Gretchen. And we got an interesting email this week we wanted to share with everybody. Our listener, Donna, wrote us an email about something that happened to her that reminded her of a conversation we had a long time ago. We had the listener who'd written in to say that she'd lost her engagement ring and was feeling so bad about it. You remember her? Yeah, yeah. And she had wanted ideas for how to let go of that sense of loss. And yet another listener pointed out that in Japan, there's a belief that your possessions sometimes offer themselves up in sacrifice to protect you from greater harm. So if they get broken or lost, it may be to spare you from some bad fate. She said that even though it was clearly not true, it was a comforting thought. So based on that, Donna wrote us with a crazy story. Yeah, this was a crazy story. Donna wrote, unfortunately, at 620 this morning, I was reminded of this discussion as a car crashed through my fence and wall and straight into my brand new BMW. I think it's a write off. And for complicated reasons, it may not be able to be replaced. This car has been my pride and joy. Silly, I know. But every time I drove it, I always felt so grateful to have such a lovely car to drive. But I like to think that as no one was hurt, and obviously my family and I weren't anywhere near the car at the time as we were in bed, that the car may have gone in as a replacement for something worse. Mm. And the universe has collected its dues from me. I wouldn't have been able to have this outlook if I hadn't heard about it in your podcast. And it really is helping me not to be too down about the whole thing. And so this is interesting because, again, it's a way because we've been talking a lot lately about reframing. It's a way to reframe something. And you're like, yes, I did have this loss. This is very upsetting. But maybe somehow this loss is saving me from a greater loss. Mm -hmm. And maybe this beloved object is somehow taking my place or offering itself for me. And even if you don't intellectually believe it, there's still something kind of comforting in this thought and allows you to feel differently about something that happened in kind of a really imaginative eerie way, I think. And Gretch, I'm so glad Donna wrote in reminding us about this belief right now because Adam has been despondent over losing several pair of really nice sunglasses. He's oh, just like, can't, he's just so upset about it. He just can't get over it. So I need to remind him yeah. <laughs> that perhaps he's being saved. Maybe something really bad was going to happen. And so we had to lose like three pair of sunglasses to yeah. avoid that fate. Yes. And one after the other. So I'm going I'm to use this one today. Oh, that's good. Yes. They offered themselves up um, for him, for Adam. Yes. I mean, this is one of the nice things about listeners who are starting from the beginning is they kind of remind us of things way back. It's fun. So, Donna, thanks for writing in with that really crazy story. And I hope that everybody who was connected with this sort of shocking event gets through it okay. Yes. Until this week, our Try This at Home tip is to remember that September is the other January. Yes, go back to school. It always feels like the beginning of the year, uh, no matter how old you get. I could be 80 and I'll still feel like the beginning of the year is September. Yeah, because I think you, for so many years as a child, which are so formative, you're in that school 
schedule. And then, you know, then you kind of are free from it for a while. And then often for many people, they have children who go back to school. So they're back in that schedule. So, yeah, I think it just it's sort of pervasive. And even if you're not you don't have children or you're not going to school yourself, there's still that feeling of through the advertisements or the, you know, the displays in stores or just seeing school buses on the road. You have this feeling that it's a new beginning. And one of the things, and I've written about this several times in The Happiness Project and Happier at Home and Better Than Before, new beginnings can be full of promise, but they can also be used as a way to like start off fresh. For a lot of us, this feeling that there's a fresh start is a really, really helpful time to try to make a change because there's something very energizing and freeing about doing something from the beginning. And Gretchen, when you wrote Happier at Home, because it was home, you chose to use the school year, right, as your year. Yeah, because in the Happiness Project, I did a calendar year from January to December. But then I was thinking like the September is the other January and the school year also feels like a year. It's shorter, but it also feels like a complete year. So I I did the same thing. I like picked out different themes and every month I picked a different theme. But with that book, everything was related to home because I realized that's one of the few kind of almost universal ideas is that most people do have an idea of home. And if you're not happy at home, it's hard to be happy. So I thought, well, I'll just pick a theme every month and try to be happier at home. What were the themes? It's been a while since I read it. I need to refresh. Uh, Yeah, so for September, I picked possessions because... This is a very kind of controversial area in happiness is like, how do we feel about possession? So it was fun and and interesting to think about that and write about that. I picked marriage. I picked parenthood. I picked interior design, which I meant interior design, like my interior, not like changing Mm. my paint colors, but really trying to clean up my act, you know, inside myself, my interior design. And then I also looked at time. That's a big thing at home is how you spend your time. My body, because I realized like your body goes with you everywhere you go at home. Mm. And you feel like the place of your body is at home. That's where you work on your body and kind of restore your body. Family, which is sort of extended family. Neighborhood, which is this idea of your home in a place, in a context. Mm. Like what does it mean to have a place in the world? And then finally, now. And this idea of now as being an important Thing to recognize in happiness. You know, remember now. Gretch, it's interesting we're talking about this subject now, speaking of now, because you are about to have a new beginning with Eliza going to college. Talk about this being like a new year. It's it's almost like a new life for you, this September. Yeah. It's a de- new era. It's definitely a new era in our family. And Elizabeth, I have to say, I've been comforting myself with something that you said a couple episodes ago about the woman who said to you about second grade, like, I'm just going to look forward to second grade. And a listener reminded me me that like, it's the end of an era, but it's the beginning of a new era. And that we're going to have all kinds of new fun traditions and new places that we love and like fun memories. The world is going to get bigger in a way for our whole family. And so not to just think about, oh, I can't take my annual Halloween photo the way I always have, like there's good things. But it's also a fresh start. And so one of the things I want to do, one thing I did with Eliza when she started in seventh grade, because I didn't see her as much because her schedule changed, I had these weekly adventures with Eliza. Every afternoon we would like go on an adventure. They were not that adventurous, truth be told, but we called them our adventures. And we would- Every Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, every Wednesday afternoon after school we would go. And it was wonderful. Now, 
I wish that I had done something like taken a picture every time and made like a scrapbook of it or something. So now I'm starting with Eleanor because she's in seventh grade. So I'm going to start this tradition with her. So that'll be a whole new thing that I do with Eleanor, which is fun. But I've learned from the past, have some kind of visual tradition. Like I should always take some sort of very specific picture so that then like when she's a senior, we could have like a little book of everything that we did together because I really wish I had done something like that with Eliza. So this is like a whole mm-hmm. new fun thing that's starting, and the school year is going to kick it off. As soon as she goes to school, then we're going to start this tradition. And it's going to be easier because, yes. because it's a new school year. And this is the thing about habits. When there's a break and then there's a fresh start, a lot of times it's easier to slide in a new habit because it's not battling against whatever your old habit was. Well, I have, Gretch, this September, I'm going to attempt something which I've talked about many times mm. um, in the arena of cooking. <laughs> I have said, like, I don't cook. And I have said in the past, I'm going to start cooking. And then I have not started cooking. But once again, I'm I'm doing a cooking thing, Gretch. Mm. And it's grilling, mm. not cooking, grilling. Mm. Because, you know, we've just we're finishing up our house. Um, and we're getting a grill. Adam's already picked it out. And I keep saying to him, well, I'm excited for you to grill and Uh. you're going to learn to grill and maybe, uh, you know, your brother-in-law can show you how to grill and Mm. things like that. And then I realized you can only change you, what you say a lot. And I should be grilling. I'm like, why am I putting this on him just because he's a man? That's the only reason. I should take this on and then I'll have control over it. And obviously, if he wants to do it with me, that'll be even better. But I should say, I'm going to get chicken and learn how to grill chicken. I'm going to figure out how to make hamburgers and right. steak. So this is what I want to do because it, it it's just one, Jack really would love it. I know if we we're eating meals, you know, at home that we've cooked together and it'll be healthier um, and, and cheaper, I'm sure, than going out to dinner. So my new year starting in September is hopefully going to be a whole new era of grilling at the craft uh, Fiero household. Well, I think this is really smart from a happiness perspective, because the fact is, just like you said, you can't change other people and you certainly can't go around giving them assignments. Right. Just saying to somebody like, I would really like it if you did this. So why don't you go do it? Right. <laughs> people often don't find that very persuasive. Um, and so and then there starts to be a lot of conflict. So if there's something that you really value, the question is, can you do it yourself? And you can do it yourself. And so now one of the things that's interesting is like now, like with Happier at Home, many people pointed out like school doesn't actually start September 1st. Now a lot of people go back to school far before, but I still feel like September is kind of the month of school starting. I mean, maybe that's just marks my age. But so are you going to tie this grilling quest, grill quest 2017 to Jack going back to school or or to the month or like the day after Labor Day? Oh, it's got to be the day after Labor Day. Okay. Yeah. All but right. even though you're right, he was technically starting before then. The day after Labor Day will always, to me, be the, you know, the beginning of the year. Well, so that's good. So you're going to grill and I'm going to go on on these adventures and make like a little photo album. And that's going to be our September is the other January uh, initiatives. And I cannot wait to hear what other people pick to do. Yeah. And Gretchen, we have to both, we have to plan to give ourselves gold stars for going through with these (laughs) initiatives in the future so that we're accountable. Good accountability. Good accountability measures. Yes, for both of us. I will hold you. You hold me. 
I should tell Eleanor that we're doing this. I don't know that I mentioned it to her yet because then I think she'll be really excited. So then I'll have to do it. <laughs> so let us know if you tried this at home, if you found a way to remember that September is the other January and use September as a clean start. I talk about that in Better Than Before. It's called the strategy of the clean slate and how you can use the strategy of the clean slate to change your habits. Um, let us know on Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at Or as always, go to happiercast.com slash 129, because this is episode 129, for everything related to this episode. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. So Elizabeth, I am an underbuyer, but the one thing I do love is office supplies. I really have to hold myself back from office supply shopping. Um, and I was very excited because this week you have a hack that is an office supply hack. Yes. So my office supply hack is about personalized post-it notes. Oh, well, you like to personalize things. I do like to personalize. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love a good personalization. Yeah. And um, I think post-it notes are something everybody uses all the time. Yeah. At least I do. Yeah. Um, instead of putting in stationery or something, I usually just write someone a note like on a post-it note and stick it on whatever I'm giving them. Yeah. And or, you know, use them for grocery lists for a million different things. And I got inspired recently um 
and made happier in Hollywood post-it notes of various sizes and colors. And I um, kept half of them for me and gave half to Sarah. Um, And it was just um, a fun thing. It's uh, and very easy. And there's always deals. Like I happen to do this because I saw, I think I got mine on Zazzle Mm -hmm. and I got a notice saying 50% off post-it notes today. So I thought, oh, well, I need personalized post-it notes. Um, but then I realized, oh, this could be a good gift for someone else. Like you could do a picture of their kid on the post-it note. Oh my or, gosh, that's you know, cool. Their business logo or just something, their name, just, you know, something fun. It's just a lot of bang for the buck. Now, I think I really have learned this from you that because you often do give personalized things. And for a long time, like I didn't even know how you did it. It just seems like it must have taken so much lead time and so much effort. I didn't realize <laughs> how easy it was. And things just look so much more thoughtful. And they're so much more fun to use. Like, I remember way back when the Happiness Project was coming out, you gave me buck slips. Mm. I had never heard of them at the time. Like, explain what it's a very L.A. thing. What is a buck slip? A buck slip, yeah, is a um, it's a note card that's kind of on a heavy stock that's sort of long and thin. And it has your name, like uh, for TV writers, usually it has the name of the show at the top and mm. your name at the bottom. Mm. And then you use it the way I'm talking about using post-its. You slip it in with a script you're sending someone or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And yeah, I may do those for the happiness project. Which was super cool, but it, they are they are more formal, whereas a post-it note is just like a different kind of thing for like a different kind of occasion. Yes. And I just think that this is a great idea where, especially if you want to give a gift to somebody or maybe like a little treat to yourself, with a little planning, not even that much planning, you can figure out ways. Um, and it reminds me of, you know, way way, way back, Elizabeth, in episode 12, we talked about indulging in a modest splurge that sometimes Mm. it just feels good and energizing. Like you're like, I need some post-it notes. I'm just going to have a little fun and make a personalized post-it note. It's just, it's fun. It just adds a little something. Yeah. And if you own a small business, I do think it's a really professional looking thing that that doesn't cost a lot to sort of get your business out there and and make people seem like, oh, it's a real business. They have stationery. Yes. So yeah, Gretchen, I had a great time making my post-it notes. I hope anyone else can enjoy this little hack. And uh, if you make a personalized post-it, definitely Instagram a picture um, and tag us. I'm at Liz Craft and Gretchen's at Gretchen Rubin. Um, And of course, you have to hashtag happier 2017. Oh, excellent. I love it. I love it. Elizabeth, now we're going to talk about a happiness stumbling block. And this is one that I think a lot of people are going to identify with that came from one of our listeners. Yes, this comes from Lily. She says, I am currently considering changing careers. I work in D.C. and have been working in the same field for about 10 years. I've done very well and have a fairly prestigious job for my age. But the thing is, I don't love it. Actually, that's an understatement. I don't know if I ever really liked it to begin with, but it's getting harder and harder to keep working at something that does not bring me fulfillment. So I'm thinking about making a change and starting over in a new field. And now for the happiness stumbling block. As I think about making a change, moving to a less stressful job, etc., I can't help but worry about what they will think. 
How will I explain my career change to my colleagues, my parents, my old classmates, my friends? Will my mentors think I'm quitting or giving up? I'm surprised and a little saddened that other people's perceptions of this possible change have so much sway over me. I'm not even particularly close to anyone at work, and I don't know that they would care. Still, thinking about how I would even explain that I'm quitting, leaving, starting over to my colleagues stops me in my tracks. Do you have any strategies that I could use for this stumbling block? So Gretchen, this is a big happiness stumbling block. What will they think? The they, the um, ever-present <laughs> they. Yes, yes. The Yeah, they're, they are always there. Um, but yes. who are they? The first thing I would say, and this is the secret of adulthood that is difficult to kind of really wrap your mind around, but it's true, which is that Getting approval and admiration from the people around you is very sweet, but it isn't enough to be the foundation of a happy life. And in the end, for most people, it's not enough that they think that what you're doing is a good idea if you don't feel that way yourself. Eventually, it burns itself out. Yeah, Gretchen, I have to say, I feel like this stumbling block is really resonates with me because I, I feel like I'm so aware of the they mm -hmm. that I don't even know where they end and I begin. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to even judge if I'm doing something for me or for they. So I really relate to this. Yes. We're so constantly made aware of like what other people think is a good idea, what other people expect from us, what we expect from ourselves, um, what we wish were true. I wish I liked this. Maybe if I yeah. do it long enough, then I'll change or, you know, everybody else likes this. Everybody else thinks this is a great opportunity. It's it's very hard not to have that noise just come into your head all the time and to like and really to think about not what they think, but what do you think? Yeah. And I think it can be hard to detect what the answer is because you're so worried about what they think that it causes this discomfort inside of you mm -hmm. that can sort of mess with what you really want. So yeah. Lily wants to change jobs, but it's like her fear over what they will think could actually make her feel like she doesn't want to change jobs, even though she really does. Well, that's why I think one of the first places to start, like going back to the strategies and better than before for, for habit change, but I think they're relevant here, even though it's not really habit, is like the strategy of clarity, which is mm. really say to yourself, what do I want? What do I not want? And really try to get that very clear in your mind, not to just sort of have a swirl of thoughts and emotions and feelings and reactions, but really try to drill it down. What do I like to do? What do I not like to do? What is it I like about this job? What is it that I don't like about this job? What am I seeking? And also the strategy of identity. What do you want? What are your values? What you want could be very different from what other people would want or what the people around you are telling you that you should want or even that what you do want. But when it's become clear to you what your interests and your values and your strengths are, then a lot of times when you're explaining it to them, it's clear to you and to them why this is a positive change, why this is why you're doing mm -hmm. what you want. You're reaching out for something even if they don't think it's a good idea, you're like, well, this is why it is a good idea. That's what you think, you, they, but this is why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so a lot of times that clarity helps you resist that pressure from they because you know in your own mind very clearly why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think people can have a particularly hard time with this when the they happens to be one of their parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, because even like mom and dad never tell us anything they want us to do. No. They're very hands off, thank goodness, in that way. Yet I still am constantly wondering, what will they think of this? Yes. You know, down to just some minor thing, like what will they think of this pool tile? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's like what you have to remind yourself if you do have a parent who has a kind of big space in your head, um, it's like they have had their life to make their choices. So now you make your choices. It's your turn to make choices. And that's perfectly fine, like for Lily to make the choices she wants to make, just like everybody else is making the choices they want to make. Yeah. Well, one thing to be very wary about, too, in this kind of situation is drift. And I gave a mm-hmm. talk about drift, and, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And so drift is the decision that you make by not deciding mm-hmm. or by making decisions that other people press you to make. So, like, you become a doctor because both your parents are doctors or everybody tells you, like, you've got such a scientific mind, you ought to be a doctor. Or you feel like you should get married because everybody's getting married or, like, your sweetheart really wants to get married. And so you're like, okay, I guess we should get married. And, you you know, you're not really deciding. You're not really mindfully going after what you want. And so you drift into a decision. And then the thing is, a lot of times when you drift into a decision, at a certain point, you feel like, wow, I really am not where I want to be. Sometimes you are. And that's why drift can sometimes be confusing, because sometimes people drift and they end up fine. They're happy with their decisions mm. or how you know their fate. But a lot of times they're not. And so sometimes if you're drifting, you have to go through this really difficult exercise of really thinking, what do I want? Even though I have been drifting in this, this direction, Do I want to be going in a different direction? And one thing I will say is even if these kind of high minded things of like remembering that, you know, it's your choice to do what you want and (laughs) what's your identity and all of this, if none of that works for you, just remember at the end of the day, nobody else really cares what you do. Yes. So, yes. The they doesn't even care. That's the sad thing about it. Yeah. I mean, your parents might care, but like, yes, Lily's talking about her old classmates, her colleagues, yeah, her mentors. They're, what's interesting, because I switched careers, I switched from law to writing, and I was actually clerking for Justice Sandra Day O'Connor when I realized I wanted to be a writer. And many times people will say to me, like, well, was it hard for you to tell Justice O'Connor that you were leaving law and going to be a writer? And I have to say, like, mm. absolutely not. Justice O'Connor's like, do whatever you want. That's great. She had no feel. She does. She really loves it when one of her clerks becomes a judge because she mm. has such a like regard of the judiciary and the rule of law. So I think she gets a special pleasure out of that. But it's not like she would criticize me or feel like I was letting her down or in any way making a mistake. But that's nice. And I don't think I would have done anything differently, but it certainly was was a nice thing that I felt like she was smiling on whatever decision I felt like was right for me. That made it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually people don't care. Like they think about it for five minutes. You know, you know, and this is why if you have your reasons to explain what you're doing, they're like, okay, fine. Sounds right. Okay. That's all right. Uh-huh. Well, I have this friend, too, and she made a big switch, um, and she was really worried what people would think because she had this excellent tenure-track job at a big university, very prestigious. She was on the fast. And those are hard to come by. Very hard to come by. She'd worked like a dog for years and years and years, and I thought she loved it. I mean, she did everything a person would do. She seemed totally enthusiastic, totally into it. So I was astonished when she said to me, well, here's the thing. I realized I don't want to be doing this at all. Um, she literally bought the book, What Color Is Your Parachute? <laughs> Followed the direction. She's the only person I know that actually did all the exercises. Uh-huh. She figured out that she really wanted to have a completely different job. 
And she did think like, well, what's everybody going to think? Because I've been working so hard. I've been so identified with this track. Is everybody going to think I'm crazy or, you know, they're going to like look down on me? And instead, what happened is that she almost had like a side hustle as a career coach because so many people came streaming through her office saying like, wow, you know, I'm really rethinking whether I want to be like a tenured professor now. And I want to know if like maybe I should be exploring my other options. So instead of looking down on her, they actually envied her for the Mm. fact that she'd been able to think through making the possibilities of making a change. And so you might be surprised by what they think. That is a good lesson. And I would also say, too, if Lily is an obliger, it's hard to tell from this, but if she is an obliger, I would just say, remember, if you think that you want to make a big switch like this, be sure to build in outer accountability for it, because it may be that you're just going to stall out, because if you feel that weight of outer expectations that you're going to, like, just get through this project or get get until this holiday or, you know, you just get swept up in events. Make sure that you have outer accountability, whether that's an accountability group or an accountability partner or you hire a coach or you work with a friend where you're both trying to make a big transition at the same time or whatever it is to give yourself the accountability to follow through if you do decide that it's time to make this big transition because it's it's work to make a big transition like that. There's a lot of steps that you have to go through and some of them can be mentally grueling and feel like big risks. And so you need that outer accountability to make sure you follow through for yourself. Yeah. Well, good luck, Lily. And to all of us, uh, myself included, who struggle with they, because um, I do think it's a major happiness stumbling block. It is. It is. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Gretch, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this week you are up with a happiness demerit. Yes, this is a demerit that I've had my whole life. And I don't even really want to change this demerit per se, but I've been doing it more. And so I am a hair twister. Yes, you are. I am a hardcore hair twister. I can only twist with my left hand. I've done it my whole life. And in fact, so I wrote this book better than before all about habit change, but I didn't talk about nervous habit. So I think something like hair twisting or nail biting or Mm. drumming your fingers is something different from exercising. So I didn't talk about that. Mm. And I have to say, I always thought when I was younger that I would just eventually outgrow it. Mm -hmm. Then I was like 30 and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to eventually outgrow it. I think I'm just going to be a hair twister. And I don't really try not to do it very much, but I've been doing it more lately, a lot more. I feel like I've just been twisting a lot more and I do break my hair off. I was going to say, it wouldn't matter except you do break the hair. Yes, I do. And so I was thinking about that and like, well, why am I doing it? Maybe because your book is about to come out. 
You know, I don't really think it's anxiety. I think it's more situational, like when I'm reading or thinking that I twist my hair. But I also think it's a function of how long my hair is, because when my hair's uh-huh. if my hair's too long, it's not good for twisting. And if it's too short, it's not good for twisting. And it's been sort of like right in the right zone. And plus, it, as funny as this is to say, the weather affects how satisfying it is to twist my hair because humidity affects it. Mm. I don't know if there are any other like hardcore hair twisters out there. You can email me and let me know if you also... Some people, the conditions are right for skiing, for you. <laughs> The conditions are right for yes, hair twisting. That's right. And so, but what I think I'm going to do is get my hair cut. Because okay. I think if I just had it on the shorter side, because I kind of go from short to long, I think if I had it on the shorter side, I would just do it less. I probably would still twist my hair, but I would cut back on it. So that's, having given okay. myself a, my, that demerit, I'm like, okay, I got to get my hair cut. Okay. And I will just say, uh, sister to sister, yeah. you do have uh, your oldest daughter going to college and a big book coming out. I think it's possible there's mm. a little inner anxiety going on that you're not acknowledging. <laughs> but I'll just just going to make that point. Just sit with that. Just throwing it out there. Um, but so, okay, gold star, take us up. Yeah. So I am giving a gold star to Jack, my seven-year-old son, mm. uh, because you know, I've talked on the podcast before about Fryman Canyon, mm. which is a place in LA that I like to go hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great hike and it's great, great star sighting there. Should anyone be interested? Mm. Um, but Jack did the whole hike for the first time last weekend. Ah. And he did a great job. He actually ran a lot of the way. Um, and we had taken him on this hike before, but he had never been able to finish it. Mm. So this time he not only finished it, but he didn't want to take breaks. He ah. had a great time. He was so proud of himself. And Adam and Jack and I went on a Saturday morning. And what I loved about it, Gretch, is, I mean, one, I was proud of Jack, But two, it's like, this is my fantasy self. Mm. Like our family goes hiking on the weekends. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my fantasy self and my real self are like in alignment for an hour and a half right now. Yes. And it was very exciting. And the thing is that couldn't happen without Jack being up for it. Yes. You know, he's a key piece to that. Yeah. So um, big gold star to Jack for, you know, helping his mom reach her fantasy self goals. And I will say, having done that hike myself, that is not a super easy hike. It's a challenging hike. Well, there's a big hill yes. to start with, a yes. long, big hill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he did it and he didn't complain at all. And I was so proud of him. That's so great. That's a great gold star. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Remember that September is the other January and let it be a fresh start for something that you've been eager to change. Let us know what you chose for your September as January and how it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. And this week's resources for you is, first of all, remember, if you pre-order the Four Tendencies book, go to happiercast.com slash 4T bonus in order to sign up to get the video bonus content that I'm giving to people who pre-order. Again, that's happiercast.com slash the number four, the letter T, and the word bonus. 
And also, I have a super fans list for people who are super fans. And sometimes I will offer you a little benefit or ask you for a little bit of help. And if you would like to sign up to be a super fan, you can just email me at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Just write super fan in the subject line. Or I'll also have a link on happiercast.com slash 129 if you want to go there to sign up. I love communicating with super fans. So sign up if you have the inclination. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, have you bought your grilling apparatus yet? Your apron and your prongs and your hot pads and all your cookbook and all that? No, I need I need to do that. And maybe this is a cookbook if I buy one that I'll actually use. For once. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know.